This morning, before the opening procession, we started with a prayer for St. Andrew's Parish Church. And we talked about the door being wide enough, narrow enough, and, and it's a beautiful prayer. Narrow enough to shut out all envy, pride, and uncharitableness. And then we prayed, may all that we do be to thy honor and glory, the upbuilding of our parish and the extension of thy kingdom. And the, the upbuilding of our parish and the extension of the kingdom of God are very closely related, are they not? So with that preface, let's go to our text. God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. And that quote is from our epistle lesson this morning, taken from the first letter of St. Peter, chapter 5, beginning at verse 5. The Pew Bible in front of you, uh, on page 816, 816, has the text I just quoted set off by itself because it is a quote from another source. And in this case, the quote is most likely from Proverbs chapter 3, verse 34. Surely the Lord scorns the scornful, but gives grace to the humble. It probably won't surprise you to hear that there are multiple other quotes from Holy Scripture that say similar things. From Job, for instance, when they cast you down and you say exaltation will come, then he will save the humble person. From Psalm 138, Though the Lord is on high, yet he regards the lowly, but the proud he knows from afar. From the Gospel of St. Matthew, But he who is greatest among you shall be your servant. St. James uses the exact same text in chapter 4 of his letter. In our current cultural moment, it is probably fair to say that humility is not a very practiced virtue today. It seems as if one could not even think of entering politics while practicing the virtue of humility. But all of us are leaders at one point or another, maybe not of the United States or of a state, but we are parents and spouses. We are managers and organizers, both at work and in civic life. We are older men and women leading the younger. We are priests and choristers and servers. And according to the word of God, all of us should be practicing humility. You younger people, says St. Peter, submit, submit yourselves to your elders. And that is an interesting sentence in our current cultural milieu. We don't seem to have most young people submitting to their parents, much less to older people in general. No, young people, I don't think that means that you obey everyone older than you like you should obey your parents. Yet there is a connection to how you treat your parents. The fifth commandment says to honor your father and mother. Elder people in general should be honored, respected, treated with grace and reverence. This humble attitude towards them reflects St. Peter's encouragement. Indeed, his encouragement goes even further. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. The idea is to show honor and respect to elders, yes, 
but actually to show honor and respect to everyone. This is self-sacrificial love, isn't it? And as I often say to my Bible class when dealing with the virtues, humility is the handmaid of love. You can't love without humility. And that's exactly what St. Peter brought up. Be clothed with humility. Says one author, humility shows itself through obedience to God, recognition of one's sinfulness, and submission to God. God accords blessings to the humble, including wisdom, good tidings, honor, and even life, and sometimes wealth. Another scholar agrees with the first point and notes that St. Thomas Aquinas thought of humility as meaning essentially submission to God and a consequent moderation of ambition to keep it within the bounds appointed for each individual by God. He also notes that Aquinas understands that one can recognize that in certain ways one may be better endowed by God than someone else is. In this sense, humility has been seen as an aspect of truthfulness, neither exaggerating nor denigrating the truth of what one is. So in terms of the talents that God has given you, the giftings that he has given you, it would be a lack of humility to denigrate those gifts, to pretend that you don't have them, to pretend that God did not grace you with them. On the flip side, to think, oh, yes, I'm the best that's ever been seen with this talent or with this gift is obvious arrogance and pride. So Thomas Aquinas is trying to point out that be balanced. What God has given you and who you are is exactly who God has made you and what he wants you to work with. To whom much is given, much is expected. So if he's given you gifts and talents, and all of us have them, then we are to work with what he has given us and to be truthful about what he has given us and what he has not and not to go over and exaggerate either to the positive or to denigrate to the negative. And that is a way to be humble. St. Peter's next words seem particularly helpful at this point. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. So in that truthfulness about who we are and what God has made us and what we lack and what we're gifted with, if we work with that and we seek to honor God with that and we're faithful that, with that and we trust God with that, then he will exalt you in the time you want, in the moment you want it, No, it says in due time, which is his time. And casting all your care upon him, trusting him, being faithful to him, trust him to care for you and to be faithful to you. Don't lie to yourself, nor, of course, to God. Be truthful about who you are and what you are about. I can't resist a mention of Dostoevsky's Brothers K. So Sima says to Fyodor, 
don't lie. And Fedor says, oh yeah, I made up that story. He says, no, don't lie to yourself. When you lie to yourself, you've probably already been lying to God and eventually you're going to believe it and you'll lose the chance of having the truth set before you and understanding what it is. And you go down from there drastically. Remember that no matter how good you are at something, and I know a lot of people good at a lot of things, there's always someone who will be better than you at that thing you're good at. That's just how it works. You're always going to meet someone who's better at it than you are. Acknowledge with thanksgiving the gifts and talents God has given you and seek to better them, to improve them, to be faithful, uh, a faithful steward of what God has given you and use them for the kingdom. In your leadership, be humble and speak the truth with grace and love. Not everyone will ever agree with you. You'll have to make some decisions that will displease some people. Almost every time you make a decision. And that goes for dads and the family with their children. I don't think I've ever pleased all three of mine at the same time. Whether you're a manager at a corporation or a mother of children, if you're going to lead anyone, you'll have to stand your ground and make decisions. If you want to lead in such a way that everyone is pleased within you, then you won't be leading them anywhere good. For as we saw, humility means submission to God and speaking and acting on the truth. Today, as I mentioned earlier, is the anniversary of the founding of this parish church. Twelve years ago to the exact day, even a number of us here were in this building worshiping God and praying for his hand of blessing upon this endeavor to plant a new church in the Almanor Basin. We've never managed to get everything perfect about this church and about our faith, and we never will. But by God's grace, we have baptized, we've had confirmations, we've married We've buried, we've lived the life of the church in this little community, and God has been faithful to us. I believe it is time in the life of our church, after COVID and the Dixie fire and the loss of people in our parish resulting from that fire, from the loss of our loved friends who understandably move nearer grandchildren, and of course, the regular growing up of children in our parish who move to go to school, to take jobs elsewhere, I believe it is time in the life of our church to put fresh effort into reaching out and bringing others into this life of worship and prayer and growth in Christ and in ministry and in service. Our motto at St. Andrew's Church is worshiping, growing, and serving. Let's keep that in mind and in proper humility and obedience, thinking not too highly of ourselves as a church, but also not too lowly. Let us reach out and love our neighbors into worshiping the triune God with us, growing in faith and virtue with us, and into serving each other and our community with us. And please do not forget this morning, nor every morning, to be thankful and to give praise and glory to God for us even existing as a church and for a building that God has helped us purchase and for a school ministry that he has prospered over 23 years. 
even giving us a college this last year. The list of God's faithful acts in these last decades of ministry in this place goes on and on and on. Let us be thankful. Let us all, in light of the opportunity before us in our, in our community, remember St. Peter's word, words from our epistle. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care on him, for he cares for you. It is our job to be faithful. It is God's job to bring people to himself. We are helpers. We are laborers. Let us be humble laborers, trusting God's faithful working in our lives and in our life as a parish. So as we look to the next year of the life of this parish, if we imagine what God might do in the next five years, in the next decade, let us be true and obedient laborers, servants, never shrinking from God's call and never thinking that he can't accomplish mighty things through a small number of humble, ordinary people. God has shown us what is good, what is true, what is beautiful. And he has shown us what he requires of us, to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. Amen.